Greetings, PBIC. Welcome to the Post-Church Podcast, a time where we reflect on the Sunday sermon and answer some practical questions. My name is Neil, and I'm here with Pastor Billy and Pastor Sean. This week in the King and Kingdom series, we looked at Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 through 26. So, Pastor Billy, uh, take it away. Thanks, Neil. So, uh, as you did mention, we're, we're continuing on in chapter 9. And I'm hopeful that as we've been tracking along here in chapters 8 and 9, we've seen that these two chapters are sort of working together um, and that there's sort of a message and a theme that's that's building. And we've been getting in Matthew 8 and 9 this picture of Jesus' authority. So in the passage we looked at today, specifically chapter 9, verses 18 to 26, the picture we get is um is is better right it's 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 increasing in its significance right not only does jesus have the authority to save and to give hope give us hope in the middle of despair but also jesus has authority over death specifically in the death of christ uh is the death of our spiritual death and that we will be forgiven of our sin and in the resurrection of Christ is the death of our physical death we will rise again bodily so since Christ died and rose again we who are united to him though we may die will also rise again to a better life you made a really good point that I that I uh, that I, I made a point to write down. Um, you had said that the healing and the reviving, that these miracles that Jesus had performed, didn't ultimately provide an escape from death for Jairus' daughter. Um, eventually, she died. We don't know when. Maybe twenty years later, thirty years later, fifty years later. Eventually, she died, and we also know Lazarus. He was brought back from the dead, but eventually he died as well. So the question is, what was the point? Why did Jesus do this at all if they were only going to die again? And was it just to provide comfort for these families for a few years? What what was the point? Yeah, so I, I think we just need to drop it in the context again of when you talk about what is the point, what, what, are the, what is the point of the Gospels, right? What is the point of the of the narrative that Matthew is uh, recording here. And for sure, right, there is an immediacy to what what Jesus is doing, right? You know, he is, um, you know, again, bringing hope in the midst of despair, specifically for um, these individuals, for the the woman, you know, who who suffered in silence yet, Jesus brings her hope and Jairus and his family who are suffering somewhat openly he brings them hope but in the context of the um, of the of the overarching narrative of salvation what we're getting here is this clear picture of Jesus authority and of you know, coming back to our need right the the ravages of of sin in our lives and, and ultimately the, the death that we um, ultimately experience physically and spiritually 
So, yeah, there's immediacy to what Jesus is doing, but we're getting this picture of the fact that, of the clarity of what is Jesus' mission is, what his purpose is, um, kind of shadows, inklings of where he's headed, where he's going, that, um, you know, here he, you know, touches a dead body, essentially, right? Which would... Um, make him ceremony, ceremonially unclean, right? Also, the woman who is unclean touches him, thereby makes him ceremonially unclean. But when we talk in terms of these touches, they the touches are supposed to impact him, but then what actually happens is Jesus impacts them. And we see that Jesus, here he is, you know, touching a dead body, but as he approaches the cross is more than just touching a dead body. What does he do? He goes into the teeth of death, right? So this is just these, these, what, what we see here, Jesus doing, these are just like kind of the opening salvos of Jesus ultimate uh, mission where he's going to conquer and vanquish death, the, the death of death as he enters into its teeth in our place and on our behalf and comes out of it in resurrection glory to secure new life and resurrection for us. So you'd say that in that moment, it does provide comfort to those families, and that's a good thing, yeah. but ultimately it's authenticating his authority and there's something greater going on. Yeah, for sure. We get to read it and see it and, uh, and affirm it in our own lives as we see and uh, you know read the gospel. Um, and read read the the gospel narrative. Yeah. So on to the second question, uh, Pastor Bill. You talked uh, the sermon is about the two uh, miracles, the two touches. We're, we'll focus on the second one, of uh, you know, uh, of the sick girl who died, and Jesus came and raised her from the dead. Um, so we you painted the picture as it was written in the Bible about how. Uh, when they came back, there was interruptions in the church, in the house of sad sounding flutes and cries of the crowd at home and wailing. Um, it's sort of mentioned as like a interference in a sense. So my question is, um, in context of this, should we mourn for the, uh, for the death of our friends and family? Should we grieve? Should we be happy about it? Is it wrong to grieve? If not, like when does it become wrong to grieve in Christian life? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, I think depending on your life, you have probably have you, you've probably had varying um experience with death and grief associated with death right so you know um you may depending on your age and or just your life experience maybe have just not experienced or been close to death and loss mm. right um then there are other folks who um you know maybe that's just been been part of the norm right part of the norm of their their experience regardless of their age right so um, but one way or another, right? Live long enough, right? Um, you're, you're going to interact with loss, grief, death. Um, 
Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. You know, I think back to and if I'm talking about me personally, right? I don't know that I've been, you know, close to grieving and death, uh, you know, for a you know a lot in my life, right? Talk about close close mm-hmm. personal experiences, but there, there have been a few. Um, and I think of the the funerals, viewings that I that I've gone to, and um, I, you know, I feel like sometimes you will you know you'll go to a funeral and you'll see mourning, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll see the sorrow, and it's evident, it's clear, and then you know, in the back of your my mind, as I'm just processing everything that's going on, I kind of go, um, yeah, but where is the celebratory note, right? Like where, like, right? It, all the morning, it makes sense, right? The, all the morning, it perfectly makes sense. But then the back of my mind says, well, where, where is the celebratory note, right? There, it, right. It, sh- it should be there, right? Somewhere. But it's like, I don't feel it at times. When, okay. But then I've been in situations where I've gone to some, um, services where you know it is upbeat and um, that celebratory note is there in, in spades and it's just a, you know outright celebration and then and then I'm left wondering is 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 this authentic here like where's the where's the uh where is the grieving, right? It, 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 grieving is a natural thing, but like, like where, I, maybe that's missing, right? So I wonder, um, you look in scripture, right? And it talks about, so on its face, uh, no, we're, 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 going to, we're going to mourn. We're going to right. grieve. Um, perfectly natural, perfectly healthy. Um, you know, but I think it comes back to, um, you know, it, we see in scripture, it talks about mourning with those that mourn and rejoicing mm-hmm. with those that rejoice, that there's a season and a time for, for everything. So um, I think what it boils down to is when we see kind of these, this, this overt sort of um, celebratory note we shouldn't we shouldn't devolve into robotic right. beings yes. where it's like oh okay in order to show my christianity um i'm not going to grieve i'm just going to emphasize that this person is um mm-hmm. yeah. alive in christ and that somehow if i grieve that i'm invalidating right. the the truth of my faith mm. the script the weight of scripture you not that makes no sense right so i think but i think sometimes and that goes back to the, the the showiness of faith, right? And how we're trying to express it. Um, so that's on one extreme. Mm-hmm. And the other extreme is, I think, we feel as though, well, you know, our piety and our sorrow, and that, right, is that becomes the show, right? And it's like we can wallow in despair, and then we should be, that the call out for us should be, hey, like, there is a hope. Like, how does how does the celebratory aspect blend in here, right? So I think we can be prone to take our faith and morph it into something that is more show than substance. 
in this balance of celebration and grief as we think about you know our faith if that makes any sense i don't know it does i think there's also another there's another piece to it um at least from my experience working with senior living so oh, yeah, yeah, I I see folks pass away all the time, but it's um, it's one that's expected. In mm, most cases, yeah. you have folks who who get on hospice or something like that, and it's kind of expected. And oftentimes, the family members when they pass say that they went in peace, and the family has a, a certain solace in that, and and they feel comforted. Um, so there's not a lot of shock or heavy deep anguish and sorrow it's almost like a relief in some cases but then you have certain instances where someone passes away suddenly right. or unexpectedly and that's a whole different that's a whole different thing mm-hmm. yeah that, that's yeah, i was going to bring up that like age yeah. matters too like someone young unexpectedly passing away i also wanted to this is i know i asked in terms of christian life and i know you um in hospice you don't really know if they're christian or not but how do we um, grieve in terms for someone that's not christian and we don't know what the afterlife is for them yeah i mean it's so sobering right i mean there's no yeah there's no getting around the the sobering nature of thinking of thinking about that um yeah but in that sense right you know you're you're going to grieve, yeah. right? You're going to grieve, right? Because the th- the idea of separation, of grief, and the separation is what drives like that grief. Um, it's just thinking about grief that cannot be mingled with hope. Um, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so you know, if you're if you're talking about just being being separated, but then where there's no assurance, mm-hmm. no assurance of of what we what we talked about that Jesus provides us, which is this assurance of of a a, a new life in resurrection, right? I mean, this this merger of of grief, but with hope, right? And Scripture talks about it being a living hope. Right, so even in the midst of death, the hope is alive. Right, it's this intersection. Apart from Christ, there is just there's just the grief. Absent the hope. Absent the hope. Yeah. and it's a it's a so it's a sobering thought. It's heavy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a sobering thought, right? And it should be, but 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 also it should be a, a driving. Something, that, something that, that drives us when we think about um, the gospel and its implications and our what we are called to to do, right? You know, I think it's you know it all goes goes back to that. So, um, you, know, it's, you know, if you want if you want wisdom, right? Where do you where do you go, right? Funeral, funeral, right? Yeah. So, right, we get we get that sort of so. There's 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 wisdom to be had in in connecting and thinking deeply deeply with these things even when the thoughts are as sobering as as they might be. Right. Thank you, Pastor Willie. Thank you, Pastor Sean. So just remember, not only does Jesus have the authority to save, but also Jesus has the authority over death. He has the authority to restore life. Um, 
Thank you, uh, Pastor Glenn Sean. Um, so to go forth in this week, any questions to ponder upon? Yeah, a few here. So first, um, to think how uh, do these two miracle stories speak to how Jesus gives us hope in the middle of despair? So we see Jairus, you know, in suffering openly and this woman suffering in silence. So how, how do these stories speak to how Jesus gives us hope in the middle of despair? Secondly, it's just a, a chance to reflect on, you know, a famous quote. So this is a quote by um, Canadian sci- scientist G.B. Hardy, right? And it's uh, somewhat well-known, or you might be familiar with it, you might not be, but to just um, take a moment to think about it. And I'll, and I'll read it now and just, um, you know, maybe take some time to think upon it. So he says, when I looked at religion, I said, uh, I have two questions. One, has anybody ever conquered death? And two, if they have, did they make a way for me to conquer death? I checked the tomb of Buddha and it was occupied. I checked the tomb of Confucius and it was occupied. I checked the tomb of Muhammad and it was occupied. And I came to the tomb of Jesus and it was empty. And I said, there is one who conquered death. And I asked the second question, did he make a way for me to do it? And I opened the Bible and discovered that he said, because I live, ye shall live also. So just an opportunity to, you know, just kind of read that, think that, think upon that and meditate on, on, you know, what that means. And the third um, is question is how can meditating on the reality of death and the reality of resurrection impact our faith? Um, Because I think that if we, only pause on reflecting on the reality of one of those at a time. We don't quite maybe have the holistic picture of what our faith looks like. So how can meditating on the reality of reality of death and the reality of resurrection impact our faith? All right. That was wonderful. Thanks, Pastor Billy. Um, some good points to think about. Uh, we look forward to tackling those questions this week. And until next Sunday... Let us strive to live all of life to the glory of God.